0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. It's time to crush your fantasy football league. Grab yourself a drink and get ready. Because it's time. It's time to get that dynasty buzz. Already a few drinks deep in the Roto Lounge tonight. So don't be offended it's your host brad starks what up lounge gang it's your boy brad starks just chilling in the lounge we're going to talk about the 2020 class if we were redrafting again who would we want are there anyone left in this class that could be a sleeper ad in dynasty we'll look at that but first first we got to get our drink for the night Uh, I'm not going to to bore you with making it. It's already made chilling here beside me Uh, But I will tell you the ingredients and I don't have a name for the drink But maybe you can help me figure that out Um, You know, I'm in the mood for the fall the winter those type of drinks. So You know, I busted out the apple cider if anyone likes apple cider out there And you know my go-to bourbon, so I got right here with me. I got two ounces of apple cider I got one and a half ounce of a rye. I've tried it with bourbon, but this is a rye. This is a Sagamore spirits rye aged in bourbon barrels or a double oaked rye, something like that. Um, and then a, a cap full of maple syrup. You mix that up, you pour it over ice in a, in a rocks glass and then you top it with ginger beer. So good. It's like a combination. You got half and half of the apple cider, half of the ginger beer. The bourbon really comes through. I put one and a half ounce. You can really get the or the rye spice. Uh, it's a really spicy, cidery, gingery, really good cocktail. Um, get you ready for, for the holidays for sure. So here's to you. Hopefully you're drinking something nice tonight. Here's to you. Cheers. All right, let's get in that 2020 class. Let's see how that thing has turned out. Looking back three years later on the class, Who were the guys we should have targeted? Who are the guys we did target? Who are the guys we missed? Uh, All my rookie uh, rankings are provided uh, to the Patreons. If you're interested in that, patreon.com backslash Roto Lounge. Check me out. As little as two bucks uh, a month, you can get access to the Roto Lounge Discord. Uh, Contact me. We we break down the rookies, uh, have conversations in the Discord. So, if you're inter- interested in that, check it out. My rookie rankings will be on there <clears throat> going back to 2020. We'll see who I had compared to what uh, what has panned out. Um, let's start with quarterbacks, shall we? So according to my rankings, I had Joe Burrow, quarterback one. I had Justin Herbert, quarterback two. I had Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback three. Uh, Jalen Hurts, quarterback four. And I think... Jacob Eason, was he that year? I think quarterback five. Jacob Eason's just a bust no matter what, so so don't worry about him. But if we're going by fantasy points, and I'm only going by fantasy points here, quarterbacks, it's a six-point touchdown, negative two for interceptions, nothing for sacks, any of that stuff. So of the class right now, since they've been drafted, quarterback one is Justin Herbert. 13,056 passing yards, 90 touchdowns, 32 picks. Rushing the ball, he has 679 yards, 8 touchdowns. Comes to 1,125 fantasy points. The number one quarterback from this class, Justin Herbert. Number two, Joe Burrow. 10,984 yards passing, 74 touchdowns, 28 interceptions. On the ground, he has 494 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. That gives him a fantasy total of 981 points. Uh, so quite a bit, 100-something, less than 100 of Justin Herbert. Number three in this class, coming out of nowhere, a lot of people thought he was going to take time to project. Shalen Hurts, quarterback three from this class, drafted as a backup to Carson Wentz. So this tells you when you go into your rookie drafts, if the prospect's good and you think he has potential, invest in him. You never know what's going to happen. Now, I wasn't really a believer in Jalen Hurts, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I didn't think he was a good—he was going to be a good enough passer for the NFL, but he has developed. Take a L L on that one. Uh, basically, he was ranked in here because there wasn't very many options at quarterback. But I did get him in some leagues because of how I had him ranked and how he fell in drafts, and he's helped me. On my journey to a championship in certain leagues, he's now my starting quarterback. So some of these quarterbacks you take in later rounds, if they have that upside, they could pay dividends down the road. So think about that in your rookie drafts. If a quarterback comes up and you don't really know who to pick, hey, maybe the quarterback will turn out to be a stud eventually become the starter. The fourth quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, 7,471 yards, 49 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, on the ground, 300 yards, six touchdowns for a total of 618 points. And I didn't go over Jalen Hurts' numbers, but he has 844 total points. So he's about 140 below Burrow. And then below him is two at 618. So two is almost 200 fantasy points below Hurts. Really rounding out the the uh, the bottom four there of those quarterbacks. Now Tua really has taken that next step with Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddell. Um, but... If you were to ask me, I think I'd still rather have these three quarterbacks over Tua, Herbert, Burrow, and Hertz over Tua Tagovailoa by at this point in their career. If I'm building dynasty teams, I'm probably trying to move Tua at this point um, and, and trying to find a quarterback out of a class that could be top three in their class uh, and potential top five, top ten quarterback in the NFL. So those are the quarterbacks. Let's go to the running backs. And I'll pull up my patron rankings. And these were in the model. The I have a running back wide receiver model. And I know my running back model needs some needs some uh improving. But um typically if, if they're gonna be a top running back, like my top running backs for the last three years is Brees Hall, Najee, JT. Um so you know, we're kind of good on the ones on the top, but then as we go down, it kind of fades a little bit. So in this class, I had Jonathan Taylor first, Cam Akers second, DeAndre Swift third, Joshua Kelly fourth, Clyde edwards Lair fifth, A.J. Dillon sixth, J.K. Dobbins seventh, Darrington Evans, LaMichael Ryan, Zach Moss, Keyshawn Vaughn, I think I had Antonio Gibson low because he didn't grade out very well in the model. Um, but I did target him as a late-round sleeper uh, for those that were kind of asleep on him when he went to Washington in a surprise. And he has definitely paid dividends if you did get him there. I think I had him in one Dynasty League, so I didn't definitely didn't get him enough. Definitely didn't have him high enough. Um, and that's areas of improvement for us. Um, let's look at his comp real quick. His comp... Antonio Gimson, low comp, Roy Helu, high comp, Ronnie Brown. All right, so the number one running back in this class, clearly your boy Jonathan Taylor. He's got 38-41 on the ground, 33 touchdowns in the air, 103 catches, 789 yards, and three touchdowns. That puts him at 781 points uh, for his career, putting him at running back one in the 2020 rookie class, number 2, the guy that we just talked about, Antonio Gibson, the second best running back in this class based on fantasy points and this is PPR leagues. Gibson finished has right now 2347, 21 touchdowns on the ground and the air, he's got 120 catches, 867 yards and five touchdowns, which gives him 596 fantasy points still Clearly about 200 below JT. So JT has clearly been the top back in this class. Uh, And and running back three, DeAndre Swift. He has such good potential. just can't stay on the field. You hate to see it, but uh, when he is on the field, he tends to be explosive. It seems like Dan Campbell has said many times that he wants his players to be consistently reliable. Uh, he uses that word a lot, reliable, uh, and I don't think DeAndre Swift has been reliable for the Lions, and I think that's why you're seeing him kind of in a doghouse as As long as Dan Campbell is there. So if Swift can't get his act together and stay healthy, you might start seeing Dan Campbell start looking for other answers at running back um, to possibly re- replace uh, DeAndre Swift down the road. But he's third Back in this class so far, 1,513 yards, rushing, 17 touchdowns, 139 receptions. Which his PPR really saves him. Uh, 1,062 yards through the air and six touchdowns. Puts him at 534 points. 534 points, and that's just right behind 596 of Gibson. So they're close, and their PPR points really saved them. So in this class, if you're looking at pure runners, JT... Uh, has been the best by far Uh, but the fourth back an undrafted free agent who I was not even on at all even when he was getting hyped um, I kind of was not on the bandwagon I was more of a Rykel Armstead truther which didn't pan out but James Robinson the fourth best running back in this class um, you know he was traded to the Jets and he's kind of been a healthy and active the last few weeks so you wonder what's going on there. He's coming off the Achilles. Um, could he rebound? He could, but I don't think we're going to see the James Robinson that we saw at his peak, um, his rookie season and and, uh, and going into his second year. Uh, but for his career so far, 2,262 yards on the ground, 18 touchdowns through the air, 91 receptions, 617 yards and five touchdowns for 516 points. And he's better so far in his career, he is better than a guy that people were debating was better than JT in his class. It was JT, it was Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That was the argument for some reason, because Clyde Edwards-Alaire was good at LSU, or because he was a first-round pick by the Chiefs opportunity, I think, Rose-Clyde Edwards. Um, before the draft, Clyde Edwards, I believe, was my sixth ranked running back because I just didn't feel like he had the skill set once he was drafted in the first round he jumped up to my number uh, five running back Um, actually I think I had him above Joshua Kelly I think what I'm looking at here is a Joshua Kelly's uh, the bonus points in the uh, in the model Um, but I I think Josh Kelly was a late round sleeper uh, for us that I thought was going to do pretty good hasn't really panned out there so Clyde Edwards has 1622 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, 72 receptions in the air 577 yards and six touchdowns puts him at the fifth best running back in this class. Cheers that's, that's a good such a good fall drink there that that cider and bourbon and ginger. All right number seven no we're looking at number six. Running back in this class, A.J. Dillon. There's a lot of haters on A.J. Dillon that he was too soft for the NFL. Wasn't going to pan out. Sixth best running back in this class. And he's been a backup for his whole career. 1,669 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, 59 receptions, 493 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Puts him at 396 fantasy points for his career so far. Number seven is surprising to me. Zach Moss. And I thought Zach Moss was terrible, but perhaps he's this high because a lot of the running backs that he's over were injured. Um, But Zach Moss right now has 249 fantasy points for his career, 948 yards on the ground with eight touchdowns, 44 receptions, 319 yards and two touchdowns uh, through the air. Puts him at the number seven running back in this class. Number eight, number eight, J.K. Dobbins coming off an ACL Came back this week, looked a little healthy, broke off that long run. But for his career, 1,048 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, 24 receptions, 159 yards, um, and one touchdown. Now, Dobbins could be someone on this list that we might want to buy low, depending on how their owners feel about him. You know, he's bounced around injured reserve um, coming back from this ACL. But this last game, he really showed some potential. So, his owners right my, right now might be optimistic that that he can uh, finally show out. But uh, if you happen to be discussing trades and someone doesn't value Dobbins and wants to throw him in a deal, could be an opportunity to buy low once he gets healthy coming back next season. Uh, number nine, my guy, my number two back in this class, just hasn't panned out. Yes, he was injured, but he just hasn't panned out. Um, not sure if he'll ever regain uh, that explosiveness. Could be two or three years Down the line, could have a a breakout season, but Cam Akers sitting at running back nine in this class. Really love Akers. I really love the potential of him. Don't know what would have happened, but he sit at number nine, 1,004 rushing yards, six touchdowns, 18 receptions, 152 yards, and one touchdown. Gives him a measly 175 fantasy points so far for his career. But I will say the number 10 running back on this list is an absolute bust, has been healthy. The team just drafted a running back this year, so it's knocked him back down again. And that's Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Keyshawn Vaughn, 10th on this list. Now, I did not include Joshua Kelly, I, I didn't think about that. I could have added his points, but I also didn't add Darrington Evans and Michael P. Ryan, Eno Benjamin, Anthony McFarlane. You know, some of these guys that are kind of just afterthoughts. I think this year Joshua Kelly is a little relevant. Um, you know, he's the backup, and he's had, you know, some 30-yard games, 40-yard games, nothing too explosive, but uh, still a backup, so it didn't include him. But Keyshawn Vaughn, I remember Vaughn was hyped uh, as possible replacement um, or a starter battling out with Ronald Jones before Leonard Fournette was signed. Measly, measly, measly production, 310 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 10 catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Gives him a pitiful 66 fantasy points. And I know in some leagues he was a second round fantasy draft pick. So you got to be careful with some of these rookies. Find someone that you trust. Find somebody that has a good process. Build your own process. You know, those hyping Keyshawn Vaughn really could set dynasty rosters back years, years. This guy you could have spent a second-round draft pick on, and he scored 66 points in three years. 66 fantasy points. So some of these picks can really hurt you. Some can really help you in taking that next step, next level, help you get that championship. So always be diligent in your research um, and all the, the uh, content that you consume. and Educate yourself. Educate yourself. Find out what, what you're supposed to be looking for, um, and you know just try to get better at it. All right, let's look at wide receivers. Wide receivers, uh, my ranking's a little hit or miss. Um, I will say that what saved us in this draft is that Justin Jefferson was my wide receiver one in this class. um, Has really elevated dynasty leagues to dynasty teams to the next level. Um, I mean, other than Jefferson, I think in my history of playing uh, fantasy football, I can remember one player that really elevated my team. Um, George Kittle did it for a year, two years, um, and he was a late-round draft pick, fourth-round rookie draft. I remember Jimmy Graham, uh, really late rookie draft, really carried uh, my team for like three years, just was just a complete stud at the tight end position. Um, You know, there's some other guys that really elevate teams, but getting Jefferson at the end of the first round in rookie drafts, um, while he was going behind guys like CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and some of these guys, and, and to see what Jefferson's done in these three years is pretty incredible. But he's the number one receiver in this class. So my rankings was Justin Jefferson, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Visca, Jalen Rager, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, T. Higgins, Denzel Mims, and then I think Ayuk, Michael Pittman. Antonio Gandy-Golden, K.J. Hamler, Brendan Ayuk, Van Jefferson, Marquez Calloway, and Lynn Bowden. That was my ranking. So on this list, Jefferson was number one, 295 receptions, 4,516 yards, and 23 touchdowns. Based on PPR, he scored 884 points, which is 256 more than the next player. The number two... Receiver in this class was CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb was a consensus wide receiver one. um, So him finishing at number two isn't bad at all. If it wasn't for Jefferson's just, you know, crazy, crazy career uh, so far, then then Lamb would be looking really good right now as the number one wide receiver in that class. 227 receptions, 2,998 yards, receiving with 17 touchdowns. Puts him at 628 fantasy points, uh, putting me at wide receiver two in this class. Um, my, my number two guy, Jerry Judy, he is ninth on this list, the ninth wide receiver out of the class, 132 receptions, 1,910 yards, and nine touchdowns. Puts him at only 377 points. Now this past week, a lot of these stats are, are really aided by last week. He scored three touchdowns, um, so that's really helped him um so he could be a guy in this class that you know he just hasn't been able to put it together stay on the field uh, but I still believe in his talent it's just can he stay on the field and that's his knock so I would say out of this group Jerry Judy might be the best by low most receivers break out around year three um, and then year four typically at the latest year four um, so Judy potentially seem like he was on projection to breakout, got injured twice this season. Um, but again, that's been uh, what's happened to him through his career. Is he's been injured on and off, so you can't really trust him too much. Um, so he's really underperformed based on where I thought he would he would finish. You know, three years in his career. But number three is a guy I had low on my list, Higgins. And when I looked back, why one of his uh, cells was uh, empty. Um, and, it, and it really drew, brought his score down, and, and I didn't catch it till after the class because I was looking back. I'm like, why did I have Higgins so low, and he's so good? Uh, one of his cells was blank, and I, it's something that I didn't catch, so I didn't hype Higgins at all. I had him very low on my rankings, so, you know, I caught this a year ago. Uh, so it's something that I double check, make sure that I'm looking at these sales and make sure everything's uh, correct before finalizing the rankings. So Higgins is third in this class. 201 receptions, 2,860 yards, 17 touchdowns, puts him at 589 fantasy points. Good for number three on this list. Number four wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk. Another receiver I had low. Um, I I knew he was a good special teams player. I knew he could run some really good routes. Three basic routes that Shanahan liked. The slant, the post, um, the deep post, and the corner route. Um, I, I really hyped him a little bit with Jimmy G. They just couldn't put it together. He's come a, a, around the last year and a half, really has taken off. Uh, was in the doghouse for a while, but he's really showed his skills. 174 receptions, 2,329 yards, and 17 touchdowns. Puts him at 508 points uh, for his career so far. Good enough for four, fourth Fourth best wide receiver, according to Fantasy Football, in the 2020 class. Fifth, Michael Pittman. Again, another guy I loved as a college prospect. But once he went to the combine, I wasn't too excited about him. Um, he seemed a lot smaller than I thought he was. So I actually had him lower on my on my rankings. But he's the fifth best wide receiver in this class. 204 receptions, 2,340 yards, and nine touchdowns. Puts him at 492 fantasy points. And again, Pittman I'm really unsure of. He seemed like Wentz loved targeting him. He's been so-so with Matt Ryan, so I think right now Pittman's a mixed bag. We don't really know what we have. He does ha- he has shown potential, has shown potential, um, but sits here at number five on this list, um, right behind Brendan Ayuk. And number six, number six, for all the the truthers that say, you know, later in drafts you're not that good or however they want to look at it, Darnell Mooney. A fifth-round wide receiver is the sixth-best wide receiver out of the 2020 class, 182 receptions, 2,179 yards, and 10 touchdowns, puts him at 459 fantasy points. Um, and if, if Fields can stay healthy and you know develop more as a passer, Mooney is going to, should increase in value. So I don't know how your league mates value Darnell Mooney, but if they don't value him that well, Maybe you should try to pounce on him for cheap. The sixth best wide receiver out of the 2020 class. Seventh best wide receiver, Chase Claypool. 165 receptions, 2,155 yards and 12 touchdowns, 452 fantasy points. He did have that one game as a rookie where I think he had four total touchdowns, three catches and one rush. Ever since then, he's been on the radar. Hasn't lived up to any type of performance based on that game. Just kind of your average guy was traded Chicago. Um, I don't really expect a lot from him moving forward. I don't expect him to skyrocket up this list. Uh, so you know, Claypool is a depth piece. I'd probably try to trade him based on his name alone if people still think he's valuable. But if you want to hang on to him, Fields and him could develop a you know good chemistry. Um, they've only been together for a few games, so give him some time. Maybe they'll develop and then you know, have this nice connection down the road. Number eight, the eighth best receiver out of this class is Gabriel Davis. 108 receptions, 1,844 yards and 19 touchdowns. These touchdowns really elevate his fantasy points, 406 fantasy points, to be the eighth best wide receiver in this class. The ninth best wide receiver in this class is then Jerry Judy. I talked about him. And number ten, LaVisca Sinault Something I had as my what fourth, fourth best wide receiver, Visca Sinault just hasn't panned out. I really would love to see him with with Trevor Lawrence. So it, it just it doesn't work out in that type of offense. He has one hundred forty two receptions, fourteen hundred seventeen yards, six touchdowns. Puts him at three hundred seven fantasy points uh, for his career. The tenth best wide receiver in this class. Looking back, I was very high on Visca. Just hasn't panned out, but he is a lot better than some of the other wide receivers in this class that a lot of people were hyping. Um, And I don't even have uh, Henry Ruggs on here uh, because of the unfortunate event that happened with Henry Ruggs, but he's clearly, no matter what his points are, um, he'll never play again. So he's probably the worst wide receiver in this class based on circumstances not based on evaluation so after visca number 11 the 11th best wide receiver out of this class is a is an up-and-comer someone that another guy you should target if if he's not valued very high and that's donovan people's jones he was a six-round wide receiver five-star athlete he's 11th best wide receiver so far in this class 101 receptions 1652 yards Six touchdowns, puts him at 302 fantasy points And the 11th best wide receiver out of the 2020 class based on fantasy stats. Number 12, Van Jefferson, 82 receptions, 1,202 yards, 10 touchdowns, puts him at 262 fantasy points so far. Uh, 13th best wide receiver, let's see who that might be. That's actually Marquez Calloway, an undrafted free agent uh, someone that I actually hyped on Twitter for a little bit um, as a guy we could stash in deep, deep leagues. But he's the 13th best wide receiver in this class. 83 receptions, 1,069 yards, and seven touchdowns for 231 fantasy points. Uh, and number 14, a guy, I don't I don't remember if he, I think he was drafted in the fourth round, uh, Devin Duvernay for Baltimore. Um, he was a guy who kind of was special teams. Just is kind of a depth piece, right, for a roster. The 14th best wide receiver in this class. Um, but he is producing. He is producing. So if you're in a league where, you know, maybe kickers or defenses are are valuable and you have some and, and they're trying to move it for for some depth pieces, maybe Duvernay is a guy that you look for to just put on your bench. Uh, he's got 88 catches, 851 yards, and five touchdowns. Gives him 203 fantasy points. And I know a lot of that productions is when Rashad Bateman is out. So if Rashad Bateman, you know, w- could stay healthy or does stay healthy, perhaps it affects uh, Duvernay's performance as well. And number fifteen is Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. A lot of people had Jalen Rager top three, top four. I had him number five. Uh, and the reason I had him number five is because he was a first round draft pick. So you you really got to weigh that draft capital. Um, when you rank these players, and you know, one of the knocks on him was his competition, and at TCU, and you know, it's a, it's a, it's an argument that I'm going to have for Quentin Johnson this year, and and some of the other guys um, in the Big 12. You know, CD was in the Big 12. We've had some really good players um, from the Big 12, but you got to evaluate those guys and see if their game translates to the NFL with better competition. So Jalen Rager has had 70 receptions, 782 yards, and four touchdowns, 172 fantasy points. Puts him at the 15th best wide receiver out of the 2020 class. I don't really see him taking another step to, to get better. Um, you know, if he's even on a roster in two years, um, I'd be surprised. 16, Brian Edwards. I was really excited about Brian Edwards. Had him ranked high, just behind Jalen Rager. Um but he fit, he's one behind Jalen Rager in, in total points at 16, 149 total points, 48 catches, 779 yards, and four touchdowns. Just hasn't developed like you had hoped or I had hoped. Um, you know, I figured he was similar to a Drake London type, big guy, got some speed, um, but he just hasn't developed, hasn't performed. Um, so Edwards is a, is a miracle stash, homer pick. Um, we can keep rooting for him, but you know, the chips are stacked against him to break out after this point in his career. Uh, 17. 17 looks like is KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler, 17, 42 receptions, 620 yards, and three touchdowns. Puts him at 122 fantasy points uh, for his career so far. And 18. 18. This guy, people were comparing to AJ Green. People were saying this guy was a canvas prospect. People were saying he was the next stud. Denzel Mims, the 18th best wide receiver in this class, 41 receptions, 663 yards, and zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns for his NFL career. Puts him at 107 fantasy points. That is a pick that really could have set your fantasy dynasty roster back. So if you have Denzel Mims, cheers. Let me pour one out for you. Sorry about your luck. Denzel Mims deserved two drinks. What a disaster he was. Just didn't pan out. So much like a Brashad Perriman. He'll bounce around team to team just based on his athleticism. Maybe he'll have a game here and there. But he's nobody I'd really keep on my roster. At all moving forward. Number 19, the last one, I didn't get 20. I could have probably added one more guy like Tyler Johnson or or somebody, and they might have even been ranked higher than this guy. I'm sure they would have. Uh, 19, uh, Lynn Bowden, 49 fantasy points. I think he played wide receiver for half a season, 282 or 28 receptions, 217 yards. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mention uh, Tyler Johnson, um, and there's probably some other receivers. I'm sure there's other receivers that have scored more than 49 points. But the reason I mentioned Lynn Bowden is because a lot of people were hyping Lynn Bowden uh, because he went to Kentucky. He could play a lot of positions. He could do this. He could do that. Same reason people are, are hyping Amari Rogers. So, sometimes this college production just doesn't translate to the NFL. So when you watch these guys on highlight tapes, yes they might look good running a wildcat or, or playing multiple positions, but that just doesn't happen in the NFL. Like, on Film in college, they need to be able to line up against a good defensive back, have press coverage, beat them off the line of scrimmage, make a move, get open, catch the football, get upfield, outrun people. Like it's real simple. Now, that's like the perfect wide receiver, but they have to have some traits. Beating a guy at the line of scrimmage, making a miss, having the speed, having the hands just because they play multiple positions or, or just have crazy stats because of the way the offense is set up in college doesn't mean they're going to be a good NFL player. And I take pride in trying to break these players down, go over their film, look at their traits. I used to coach football. I used to play football. So I do know what I'm looking at. And I love breaking it down for the patrons. Again, you can find it at patreon.com backslash rotor We'll break the film down. I'll talk about it, what I like, what I don't like. We'll run the numbers through the model. We'll come up with a ranking and we'll we'll shoot our shot. Hopefully we'll 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 nail it. Hopefully we'll you know win more than we lose. Hopefully we avoid the landmines. I mean, that's really what you want to do when you go into fantasy drafts. You're not always gonna hit the Justin Jeffersons, you're not always gonna hit the CeeDee Lambs, right? You're not always gonna hit the T. Higgins. But you want to make sure you don't hit the Jalen Ragers and you don't hit the Denzel Mims, right? And you don't hit some of these guys who just completely fall on their face and bust because their game doesn't translate to the NFL. It doesn't matter what you did at TCU, it doesn't matter what you did at Baylor after four years, right? These things don't necessarily matter. What matters is does your game translate? Can it translate to the next level? Have you proven to to beat DBs the way NFL receivers need to beat DBs? So we're going to continue to break down these rookies. Next episode, I'm going to break down the 2021 class. We're probably not ready to break. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're, we're not ready to break down the 2022 class yet. We'll break down the 2021 class. See what that looks like. See if there's anybody in that class that we need to look forward to next year to be a breakout player and then we'll start getting ready for the 2023 class and we'll go through all the players and we'll see who should be our pick to help us get that dynasty win keep you one step ahead of your competition all right i appreciate you guys joining me in the lounge the lounge gang just chilling i won't be on next week i'm going to florida but i'll be on again trying to be consistent here with these releases trying to get you ready for your rookie drafts hopefully if you're still in your playoff hunt you're doing good you're gonna advance win a chip this year celebrate get focused on next year so we can keep winning those dynasty leagues um, but if you're not then it's important that you pay attention for your rookie drafts and your dynasty drafts pick the right players avoid the landmines Stay tuned here to the Roto Lounge. I will help you get there. Here's to you. Cheers. Till next time, this has been your boy Brad Starks. Cheers.